the network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is EdTech, episode 27, recorded Monday, May 19th, 2014. Haters gonna hate. EdTech is brought to you by Middle Atlantic Products and their new customer-focused website, Middle Atlantic Products, what great systems are built on. This is EdTech, the education-focused podcast brought to you by the fine folks at AV Nation. Hello, my name is Tim Albert. I'm your host with us, as always. That gentleman right there is Scott Tyner. He is a technology manager uh, for Bates College, a fine blogger for Rave Pubs, and a wonderful human being. How are you, sir? He's also breaking up something for some Uh oh. Yeah, it's already started. Yeah, uh, Greg Brown is also Uh-oh. here. It's going to be uh, a long show. It's going to be a very long show. Um, Greg Brown is here from UCLA. How are you, sir? I'm I'm fine, and apparently my internet connection is fine, too. Well, you know, you're you're in California. Got a mosquito in here, mosquito. but I... Um, and, you know, Scott's in Maine, where they have two squirrels running their internet, so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sh- I'm, what's up? I'm... I- I'm sure the I'm sure the mosquito is is Tyner's fault. How is the mosquito? Ty- Why we were already going off the rails. How is the mosquito Tyner's fault? And this is different from how. Well, it's not. <laughs> I, I have to admit that we don't have mosquitoes here. Generally, don't have mosquitoes here. What? We don't have mosquitoes here. Seriously. Yeah, seriously. You're in California, it's like tropical For, city. It, it, yeah, well, it's it's too dry. Unless you have like a a defunct swimming pool, we don't have mosquitoes generally. Wow. Yeah. You learn something new here on EdTech. California doesn't have mosquitoes. Sunny every day except for today. That's why everybody wants to live here. So wow. it takes me an hour to get home in the evening. An hour, poor thing. All twenty <laughs> minutes or twenty miles of it. Well, that's the traffic. That's the the price you pay for living in Southern California. For living in paradise. Yeah. <laughs> that apparently doesn't have mosquitoes. That really is paradise. Uh, I never knew that California didn't have mosquitoes. Is it Southern California or just California in general doesn't have mosquitoes? I mean, you, you, you have mosquitoes if you're up, like, in the woods where there are lakes and stuff like that. Yeah. But down here in the in, in the valleys and the basins, it's way too dry. It's the desert. You hmm. really, you know, if, if unless you have some sort of, sort of water, you don't. So wow. when, when I when I made that trip to the upper peninsula of Michigan with an ex-girlfriend a few years ago, well, she wasn't an ex-girlfriend at the time, uh, a few years ago, and uh, you had all these <laughs> folks who had were born and raised in Michigan and used to fending off mosquitoes, I was the... Uh, I was the uh, the prime target and had a really miserable time. Well, you know, they not all, they, not all of it connected directly to the mosquitoes, but much well, of it. I, I will point out that there was an ex-girlfriend part in there. Okay, uh, so back on track here. Aviation and all their podcasts are brought to you by Middle Atlantic Product and their new customer-focused website, Middle Atlantic Products. What great systems are built on? And I have a little uh, a little. We co- talk about AV at some point co- in here, right? Correction, we do. Uh, correction to make on uh, on the uh, the commercial. They uh, I, I mentioned over the weekend and on the, on our uh, AV Week podcast that their chat feature of their new uh, website uh, probably only goes until 5 p.m. Eastern. It does not. It goes until 8 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. So people on the West Coast, if you want to chat with them, Greg, you could do so until the end of your working day. So uh, that's exciting. All right, uh, let's just get this thing going. Uh, Let's kick it off with our fav- one of our favorite punching bags, Smart Technologies. Yay! <laughs> they have a flat panel. Yay! It looks an awful lot like an InFocus Mondo pad. Yay! <laughs> okay, guys. Um, hey, I didn't say that. I'll probably say plenty of no, okay, disparaging so it's, things here in a minute, but I didn't say that. No, but it is. It looks Actually, like Actually, it, it does. It's the same size, it's the same, isn't it? Well, Mondo pad, they have, Mondo has, uh, InFocus has a few different sizes of Mondo pad, right? Um, and they have different variations. They have just a dumb pad, uh, a dumb uh, display, and then they have the thing that has um, all the Windows stuff built into it. 
So, you know, InFocus has a few more different SKUs than, than Smart does. Uh, Scott, we'll kick it off with you because I know what kind of what Greg's going to say and, and we'll, leave the, we'll leave the beating up part for the end. Um, this feels, this feels desperate to me. Um, is, is it kind of a desperate move or, or is it, you know, Smart actually being intelligent and developing themselves a little bit further than just the, the Smart boards? Um, I guess I'm missing the part where they've really gone anything beyond what their their smart boards have been. I mean, I okay, I guess it's a it's a monitor, yeah, it, which is the only difference. Um, I I I think that it's I don't even know if it's desperate. I I sometimes want to know if smart uh, even <laughs> knows, you know, what what the world thinks of them at this point, or if they're just <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> You know, if they're just moving right along in the this the same business model they've always had, um, and don't realize that pretty soon they're going to look back and there's 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 nobody buying their stuff. Uh, and again, it, it's to me, it's just about really looking at what people are using and why they're using it and how they're using it. Um, but again, I, the last piece I'll say is I, it, it's entirely possible that um, our K K twelve schools still use Smart a lot and and think they're great. Um, I know my local case 12 schools don't, but um, maybe out there in the mosquito-less California, they do. Well, and, and, and Scott makes a good point, the fact that these are just the smart boards put on monitor form, which from my experience with, with our education, our higher ed, uh, K-12, you're right, it, it's a love-hate relationship. They love the fact what they do, but they hate moving around the, the actual physical you know, smart boards, so... You know, which is where MondoPad came in originally, um, as as a solution. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Brown, um, give me your thoughts on this new smart technology display. Well, I agree with everything you guys uh, have said. I I think Scott was right on there. I mean, it's smarts kind of the AV equivalent of a of a buggy whip manufacturer at this point. I think, and they just don't realize it. Um, Personally, I think Smart could, at this point, come up with something that that uh, doubled my paycheck and cut my workload in half, and I would have serious reservations about recommending them to anybody. Um, wow. Yeah, I, I, they are, they're probably my least favorite company to deal with. We, we tried to buy some, uh, some boards from them, or we were interested in some boards a, few, a couple years ago. The only way we could look at one was to to gather all the all the faculty who were interested in using it and drive out to their facility about an hour and a half away. Uh, that's where we could go and see one. That obviously didn't happen, and uh, we went with some boards from another manufacturer. And uh, just recently, I had some folks who were looking at uh, interactive projectors, and I knew of the smart, and uh, called up to see whether we could get a demo. And um, that was about two, three months. Well, that, it's been a while ago now, and I have not gotten a call back on that one. And uh, meanwhile, that that department's buying the Epson, the brand new Epson interactive, uh, which they were able to get a demo of strangely enough so I, I think they're just a they're a miserable company to deal with and you know my my last choice for anything well wow tell me how you really feel yeah, yeah. you know well, I, I, you know Greg if you keep this up they might call and ask you to be on a commercial for them <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez yeah. So Tim, add them to that that long list of people who won't be sponsoring our program. Oh, it's a even. really long list. Yeah, they're at the top, <laughs> I guess. And, and honestly, in all seriousness, it goes kind of goes back to a conversation we've had a couple different times, and and both of you have written about this uh, in the last month or so about the customer experience and about servicing the the, the technology managers and, and honestly the the true end users of of this product. Because you can you can go by you know all the integrators in the world, right? If the technology manager doesn't specify your product, if they don't like dealing with your customer service at the end of the day, you're not going to get on the bid spec, right? Absolutely. And and the other thing you got to realize with with products like this, like with an either an interactive whiteboard or an interactive uh, projector, you're 
you're you're talking about something that the 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 faculty is going to interface with on a pretty personal level. I yes. know we're going to start, start giggling here in a minute, probably, but I mean that's a that's a that's a very you know firsthand interactive experience. It's not like video projectors where you know resolution, brightness, it kind of boils down to really basic sort of stuff. The the faculty is going to want to use these things and try out these things and see exactly how they work and how they feel about using them. And unless you get a few people in a meeting who have done that, your product is never going to be specified. I mean, maybe, you know, there there a whole lot of things on, on the K-12 through level are, are done by you know, somebody in the administration somewhere specifying it, and so it gets rolled out to the entire school district. Maybe this has been their their salvation for all these years. But you can only do that. Yeah. Go ahead, Scott. No, I, I think I think that's what it is, and I think that that's why there it's still K twelve. Because I think the other piece about coming and showing you the product is that they then get to hear your reaction to it, mm -hmm. and so they can make a better product. Yes. Right. And they don't seem to be doing that. Um, what they what they are doing is that every time it comes out, the, the product is just more software heavy and and overloaded. And you know, we we are now actually taking our symposiums out of classrooms um, that we that we had them in because they're just they're they're too expensive and nobody uses them. Yeah, and and you're right about the bloated software. It, it takes more and more resources every time. So. Um, all right, guys. Let's talk about another one of our. I, I shouldn't. I shouldn't poke this because I actually do like a lot of Extron's products. Um, this is their XTP, uh, ninety degree HDMI connector for wall mounted displays. Here's the thingy that makes this special. I'm showing this in the video. Do you see this part right here? That's a freaking HDMI connector that doesn't stick out from the wall, right? So when you plug in the freaking HDMI connector, it's not a trip hazard, or at least not as much. Um, so they have that. They also have the, the new this new thing they're, they're rolling out, which is their pro level control. Now, uh, Greg, I know you've done a, a fair amount of Extron in the past. All three of us uh, in our you know our respective institutions have done a, a number of uh, Crestron control systems. Um, the fact that Extron is moving to a pro-level control, and actually they're, they're rolling out an independent um, control program similar to Crestron CSP and AMX's independent uh, control programmer. Um, does that make us want to, or make you guys want to, at least give Extron another shot when it comes to control? Or is it the fact that you've already got all these other rooms, you know, built around, around Crestron, and, you know, you, you're not really that app to, to move back to Extron. Greg, we'll start with you since uh, you're, you're geographically closer to, uh, to Extron. Yeah, they know where they where I live, although there there is no blue helicopter out there at the moment, so don't tell anybody I said this. But um, what, one of my concerns, I, I, I like the direction there. Okay, the, this, the, the, mm -hmm. the little HTML thing, love it. I, Extron is one of my favorite companies when they're doing neat, useful, yes. innovative stuff, which they spend part of their time doing. Um, the new touch panels and things, my reservation would be they are largely not backwards compatible with the current TouchLink stuff. So... And I, I don't know exactly where that dividing line is between what is compatible and what is not compatible, but if, if it's a case of the new Extron equipment is, you know, over here and the old Extron equipment is over here, you know, what what is why is that not like adding a new control system to me? Um, so I, I I would need to really understand that before I considered it, and we did try some of their their earlier panels, their TouchLink panels, mm -hmm. and it it has just it has just not been a, a good experience. I mean, in in part because I think they are clunky to a certain extent. It, it it's it's lacking a lot of the polish that I think the new ones are now finally addressing. Um, on on top of that, you know, this is a point I made during my 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 uh, Infocom talk there last year. The the problem with a 
you know, we have our uh, programmable systems where you know you need a professional programmer to yeah. program, and then we have these configurable. He's doing the the finger quotes again. I was told I need to stop that. Um, you know, you have these configurable con uh, control systems. The idea being that anybody can configure them. The problem is, what usually happens is that anybody ends up configuring them, and we've got a long history here of people doing configurations for our panels that shouldn't really be should doing be nowhere, nowhere near configuring those panels. Thank you very much. Um, so, you know, we, we, it, it's a combination of not a the first generation being not a great product and us shooting ourselves in the foot repeatedly. But um, I don't know. I'm, I, I'd have to learn more about the panels. I'm kind of, yeah. Kind of there. We'll see. All right. Uh, Scott, what say you? You're the you're the one that has the biggest uh, Crestron rollout the, of the three of us. So uh, would it make you at least consider them as a as an alternative? So, um, so you know, starting with, you know, follow up on what Greg said, um, Absolutely love that Crestron device with the HDMI um, 90 degree. That is some of the you know Extron puts out some of these cool coolest little things you can ever imagine. Uh, an integrator used to call them the glue of your entire system, mm -hmm. right? Anytime you needed something kind of crazy, bam, there's Extron's equipment. Um, and I think of even little things like the little. Um, steel cables to attach a dongle to a cable. We use those things all the time. They're fantastic. Um, so I will tell you that uh, after my latest blog, it wasn't out there for probably a couple hours, and, and Tim, um, not you, Tim, Tim Exron, Tim called yeah. me and was talking to me and telling me about some of the new stuff they have. And so I'm absolutely willing and happy to listen. And I think a lot of the things that, that Greg points out um, – we could probably point out about any manufacturer yeah. that you know. I mean, I know we we have a technician that works for me that constantly jokes that um, we are Crestron's beta testers, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and you know, you, you. Uh oh, he. Well, there you go. Completely lost him. All right, uh, we'll, we'll wait. <laughs> well, for that him. was exciting. It was. Oh. It was very exciting. Actually, he well, you know, he he mentioned getting a, a call by Tim at Extron. Um, about an hour after he got off his call with uh, with uh, Tyner, he called me. Wow! So, <laughs> so both of you got got calls from from Mr. Yeah. Snow. So so I, I I told Scott if he uses my name again in one of his essays, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> well, I, I will say this, you know, Tim Tim is a good guy. Tim, I've known Tim for a lot no, of years, uh, yeah. and he is a real good, real smart. Uh, when it comes to education, he knows his stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, sometimes uh, <laughs> those conversations can get very interesting. Uh, but it, you know, it, here's the thing. The one thing I will say about Extron: um, yes, we poke fun at them because of some of their management decisions and the fact that they're still not exhibiting at Infocom. Um, but they listen, right? Um, and you may not agree necessarily when it comes to some of the products they come they come out with. But you know what? Those have come out of conversations they've had with Tyner and with you and with used to be me, uh, but with technology managers. And that was one of the cool things is when you go out to Extron training, whether it's in Anaheim or it's in Chicago or, or uh, Texas or wherever, one of the things that's really neat is inevitably part of the uh, part of the educational experience is, is having either the, their engineers or someone that is a representative from Extron sitting down and saying, okay, what can we make for you, right? How can we make this product better? What What is it that we can do to make, you know, our products or the experience better? And, and a lot of times um, they'll come up with stuff. I mean, the, the, the pole vault system was an ex a direct, um, a direct uh, derivative of conversations they had. And if you're not familiar with their pole vault system, it's, it's one, one product number and it gives you, you know, a, a switch. It's an Olympic event, right? Hmm? That's an Olympic event, isn't it? Yes, it's an Olympic event. Jeez. <laughs> uh, Mr. Tyner is back, so go ahead. I, I hear laughing. He must be back. He is back. I, 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 yeah, I just disappeared for a minute. You know, that's how I, that's how I roll. Uh, the last thing I was going to say uh, to the uh, hamster, right? <laughs> about Extron is, you know, I, I, so I'm willing to listen. Um, 
and I think it's what Tim was sounds like what he was saying when, when I was gone is um, if they're willing to listen, right? If yeah. they can come in and hear what I need to do, don't don't come in here and sell me your product and tell me what everybody else is doing. Come in and listen to what I'm doing, and if your product can do that, awesome. I still think they should be at the show. Mm. That that's a that's a long old story. Yeah, you know. No, and I, I don't disagree with you. I, I don't disagree with you at all. You know, I, that's one thing that that we have. Um, I, when I've talked to Tim about it and, and um, others at Extron, you know, I still question them because there's value there. I, I, I disagree with Mr. Edwards' assessment that nobody goes to, to trade shows anymore because they do. You know, last year Infocom had their biggest ever, and it was in Orlando, which is typically the smaller of the two. And, you know, it's only getting bigger. ISC uh, exceeded their, their previous year's uh, attendance number. So people do go, and there's value there. But well, here's – don't you think, though, that um, Extron has some marketing people looking at this? Don't you think that they're studying to see um, if, if some of their market has changed over the past two years? Yeah. Possibly. I, I'm, you know, I don't, I don't want to get into all the the rumors, but it, it, it smacks of something far more selfish than that. Because look, you by not being at the show. Many of us don't have the same access to the training that we did when they were actually there and doing training, and you don't have Extron folks who are in some of these cl these classes with, you know, face it, all the pe all the people who are our our smartest and most uh, intellectual folks in the AV world are are doing presentations there at the show. You don't have Extron folks in those in those sessions anymore. Yeah. It's like they don't, they don't need the show, regardless of what went on. That that smacks of j just something far too selfish, I think, to really be a, a smart decision. Well, and and to Greg's point, when it comes to you know missing a segment of the industry, I, you know, I, I have a lot of friends at both Extra or Crestron and AMX and Aurora and other places like that. Really smart, really great folks. Extron does belong in that conversation and the fact that they have removed themselves from it, like Greg says, they're not presenting, they're not educating and you can't um, you can't do a class if you're not if you're not exhibiting it at, at Infocom. So they have taken themselves out of the educational experience. Granted it's for it's for one week. Yes, you can go to Anaheim, yes, you can go to their other educational places. But for, for but for some people, you know, they get one trip a year, right? And and you've got to make the most use of your time and your money. And honestly, Infocom would be a better use because you get a broader experience than just going to one one manufacturer's training. If if it was really about the cost and the huge expense of the booth and all that, get a small booth, have two or three guys, have all the common brochures, maybe a handful of the newest equipment. And just do it small. Have you know, a bunch of guys go out there in a van, as opposed to <laughs> semis or, or, or whatever it was. Um, you know, that would have been decreasing the cost of the show, not seeing it as a good in uh, investment of money, but still being able to maintain that providing the education and receiving the education. Yeah. To just dump it all, I I think it's just a was was a incredibly selfish move on their part. All right, let's move on to something else that we have no control over whatsoever. That's the FCC. This yeah. show? Well, this show would be one of them, yes. Uh, if you are unaware and you work in the education uh, field, please get aware. Uh, you're about to lose a segment of your wireless uh, systems. Um, yes, we went through this a couple years ago, um, if you remember. So now you're going to lose some more. Um, when it comes to wireless systems, and I, I have some, I want one of my one of my dearest friends, uh, Michael Drainer, works for for Sennheiser, and so he is he and I have talked about this quite a bit over the last six months. Uh, when it comes to stuff like this, Greg, is there something is this something where you guys are watching? Is it just one of those things where oh hey by the way one day you're gonna you're gonna wake up and you know you're gonna find you know somebody's cell phone on on one of your wireless systems? Is it a big is it a big deal? For education, or is it, or is it not as big a deal as I, as I think it is? It's 
it's a it's a big deal. It hasn't knock on wood. It hasn't been as uh, or or fine laminate. Um, it, it hasn't big as been as big of a deal as I thought it would be. We um, we we were caught up in that last change and you know tossed out a hundred and some odd um, eight hundred we're up like in the, the eight seventy or eight eighty megahertz mm-hmm. um, uh, diversity wireless systems. You know to the tune the of seven hundred megahertz. God. We'll, ours, yeah, they were in that band. Ours were literally up in like the 880s or something okay. like that. So we tossed out, you know, over 100 systems, and we rolled out these, which are, I think we're down in the 650s, 660s. We're right in the middle of sandwiched in between some of the TV stations now. And I I thought we would have more um, trouble than we, we have. I mean, um, Los Angeles is kind of a high RF environment. Um, but we've been okay. We end up, we, we get interference from random things occasionally. Usually it's on a room-by-room room basis, and um, if it happens more than a time or two, we've been able to switch frequencies. And so it hasn't been insurmountable, but um, the, the nice thing about this is that it sounds like the FCC has finally come to realize that there are people with wireless microphones. This, this is apparently a new concept to them. And and they've acknowledged the, the existence of 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 those of us who are using these little bands in between like T V stations that they were ready to, you know, move all the T V stations again and auction off the whole whole spectrum. And um they they seem to know about us, whether that'll save us, I think the jury is still out on that. But um it, it's sounding a little bit more positive than it has in a very long time. This this was sounding just like, you know, this, this was round two of the same song and dance all over again. Yeah. So this sounds a little bit more positive. We'll see how it works out. Yeah. Uh, Scott, with the fact that, you know, a few years ago we lost the 700, now we're going to lose eventually the 600 megahertz band. Um, but the, the proposal rules are the pr- proposed plan is we can still use it until the new owners like take up and and start using it extensively um is this a good thing is this you know the fcc at least like greg says acknowledging the fact that you know hey there's people using you know using this wireless space currently yeah it makes you wonder um why they are not able to set out a you know 15 20 year plan so that we know we know what's going on. I mean, it's great that they let us keep using it. Here's here's what I think. I'm I'd be willing to wager um, that somewhere's between 50% to 60% of tech managers never even changed out their microphones the first time. <laughs> oh yeah, there's uh, that. Yeah, that there's just yeah that it it's I've it's, heard that it's education. Um, it's you know think of all those microphones that are out there in, in schools you know like like Greg said particularly now that we're doing class capture and all kinds of stuff in our rooms there's just thousands of microphones and and there are people I understand it enough to know I've got to get rid of microphones before that that were made before the state in this band but when you start talking about oh TV stations are on this band and cell phones are on that band I don't actually get all of that and so for me you know so then there's people that are that don't even you know all those poor people that don't listen to AV Nation that don't even know <laughs> that four years ago they were supposed to get rid of a bunch of microphones. It, it, I, I really – I think that's the, the 800 megahertz band is going away? What? Yeah, I mean I think, I think that's the bigger issue is that people – it's how do you get this information out to people and, and have them really understand um, what it means and what they need to do. Go ahead. There's no RF in Maine, is there? You know, it's interesting. We have got um, we've got all kinds of weird issues, and and part of it is because Lewiston is somewhat of a small town. We have um, an ambulance service on one side of us, two hospitals on another side of us, um, you know, and so there's all kinds of tra- radio traffic going on all around us all the time. We run into some really weird um, RF issues with microphones. Um, on our on our campus that we have not always been able to explain, um, but have uh, at times made us scratch your head you know, and go. 
Well, I'm trying to think of a nice way of, of, of saying – has scared us when you're sitting in a room and some very loud noise comes over the speakers out of the blue. Nice. <laughs> yeah, we, we've gotten that too. I, I think some of that is actually you know, cell phones mm-hmm. and things like that. You, know, you, you get the upset – the instructor who's like pounding on the – pounding on the media equipment because it keeps making strange noises and they're standing there with their cell phone ringing. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah. Point well, A, point B, let's draw the little dotted line in between them here. Well, let me ask you guys this because I have heard interesting, um, not rumors, I've heard interesting theories. Innuendo? On, not innuendo. Um, we love rumors and innuendo. I, I but it's, it's a way around this whole megahertz thing in general. Right, uh, it's everything from lasers to, oddly enough, IR, um, wireless mic systems, and, and things that possibly might even you know tap into you know cell um, cell phone um, technology. Are we going to get to a point? I mean, where where is this going to end up? Because the FCC has has proven the fact that they really like you know two and three billion dollars for these spectrums. So, um, are we? going to need to just say, you know what, Let, let's chuck the entire wireless system and, and do something different, or just do wired. What is, the, what's the alternative? There really isn't an alternative yet. I mean, you mentioned IR, and um, hello, all of my uh, inf- all of my hearing assist systems are infrared. Yeah. So, yeah. That's a good, that's a good, that's a good possibility. There's another coordination of, of frequencies things. Yeah, but but the FCC hasn't doesn't know about that one, so don't tell them. Yeah, they haven't, they haven't heard of light yet. Thank God. Oh goodness! All right, uh, we're gonna take a quick break here and talk to our, our about talk about our, our buddies over at Middle Atlantic. They have a new brand spanking new website. Middle Atlantic uh, is the sponsor of all of our AV Nation podcasts. Uh, check we them out like if you would. Atlantic, huh? We like Middle. Atlantic. We like Middle Atlantic. Uh, and you, now, I, I just hope that Legrand doesn't screw up their webpage. No, that's a, it's a new, pretty webpage. Um, but anyhow, so they, they've so they've got a new webpage. Uh, it's it's more customer focused. All sorts of stuff. A live chat feature that lets you talk to people from eight a.m. to eight p.m. Eastern time. So Greg, you can talk to them uh, as well as as Scott and I can. So there you go. Does it? Does it need to be about Mid Atlantic? Like, <laughs> hey, hey guys, let's, let's, hang cold on. day in Maine today. Maine, New Jersey, they're they're right next door, aren't they? Yeah. This guy have this. So, would have different weather. Huh? No, they'd have different weather. Are you kidding me? That's 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 a silly question. It's probably you know just ask them what what it is. Uh, you can talk to them about sports. I'm sure you know. Do right. Yeah. Just don't no, tell the Bruins. The Bruins are done. I don't want to talk about. I'm teams. sorry. The Blues have been done for quite a while. Um, we, we could talk about hockey. We can talk about hockey, but not right now. Uh, they've got. <laughs> I'm trying to get to this. Um, my 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 joke around here in the office is: I follow hockey and auto racing. There is no one for me to talk sports with. I'm sorry. Um, well, auto ra- auto racing is not a sport. It's so. not. Oh yeah. There goes all of our southern yeah. listeners. Uh, they, they've got um, a, a, a section that demonstrates uh, all sorts of different uh, solutions, commercial AV, broadcast, residential AV, security, structured cabling, all sorts of stuff. We're videos. still talking about Middle Atlantic. We are still talking about Middle Atlantic, at least I'm attempting to. Um, we've got videos uh, that let you... I'm trying to use their, uh, their um, uh, credenzas in a project just recently. I love, I their, love credenzas. their credenzas. I do love their credenzas. Hey, hey, Greg! I think he's trying to get through a. No, he's fine. I, I like their credit. I, I, I love their credences. I actually wish that that we were still doing. Why, why, you know, Tyner, why, why would we change the show at at this point? You well, know, and actually true. introduce like production values and some level of sanity and and smoothness and 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 going from that point A to point B in in some sort of straight line without various rabbit trails and tangents see this this is this is the part where i i play for potential advertisers the the entertainment fact of aviation. Well, I, I'm just laughing as Tim, Tim keeps, he keeps putting up this website that Greg talks and the website goes away and Tim's like, get the website back on. <laughs> All right. Go by the website if you would, please. MiddleAtlantic.com and their new customer-focused website. Check out the chat feature. Ask them what the weather's like in Jersey and let us know. MiddleAtlantic.com. 
Middle Atlantic products, what great systems are built on. Good night. Like Middle Atlantic, even if we talk over there. I can't charge them for that one at all. Uh, (laughs) NEC. Let's talk about some projectors for a couple minutes. Uh, Both NEC and and ASK Proxima. Um, NEC, new 6200 lumen. Woohoo! With built-in HD base T. So, um, HD base T, AVB, these other little um, possible... Um, you know, HD video over twisted pair solutions. Uh, I hesitate in saying Cat5, but Cat5 is kind of the ubiquitous term we'll use. Um, Scott, when it comes to stuff like this, where is this going to end up? Are we going to have, you know, um, a projector, whether it's NEC or ASK or, or um, Panasonic or whoever, um, with like four or five different RJ45 jacks on the back. You plug in this one for AVB, this one for for uh, for HD base T, this one for Crestnet, this one for uh, you know for for uh, uh, Xtron's version and, and AMX's version. Um, are we going to get to some sort of, of of agreement here on a on a standard um, that we all can agree on and just one RJ45 for network and everything? I you know I I don't know why. Um why they'd want to come to a standard to be frank i don't know why these companies would want to um the obviously the projector manufacturers would like to because um you'd be able to say we can accept any of the control system manufacturers equipment but you know whether you're crestron amx extron kramer um by going towards those standards you're saying you can use anybody's equipment here and um i don't really see the benefit to those companies in that. I, I think, you know, the future, and I don't know when we get there, um, is is going to be Ethernet, you know, as as we, you know, as we will come to know Ethernet. Um, there'll be a network connection and everything will get transferred via that network connection. I think uh, HD base T um, will continue to, to be around for more years until we get that done. Um, but I, I think we're still in a, a place where we're not really sure yet what the what the full standard is going to be. I you know I talked to a, a company the other day that is you know d- is essentially you know doing streaming over the internet from appliance to appliance or you know, not over the internet but over your network. That um, seems to be working you know pretty well. Um, so I, I think that that's definitely the place we're going. It's just like you said, what does it what does it look like? I'm not I'm not sure. Greg, what does it look like at the at the end of the day, Scott? Right, where and, and you are right, Scott. By the way, when it comes to the projector manufacturers, would love a single one because then they only have to you know accommodate one. Or when they're making their their business decision, they don't have to be, get in one camp or another. This is not you know uh, HD DVD and, and and Blu-ray. You know they can they can just kind of do one. Uh, Mr. Mr. Brown, where are we going with the with this whole you know video over internet thing? I I. I agree with you, and and that Scott is is right on this one. Um, we don't really know, you know. What, what, what was our, our our late great friend Matt Silverman's line? The great thing about standards is there are so many of them. Choose them yeah. You know, um, I'm 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 not sure how that all is going to work out. HD base T seems like a nice thing. I'm glad to see people using it. This looks like a good projector. Um, you know, we just we just put in an order here at the end of the fiscal for uh, what $250,000 worth of projectors largely to replace some uh, some some dear much loved NEC GT6000s some of which are pushing 8 years old SXGA plus uh, I believe probably my last 4x3 projectors and um, if I'd known about these I would have liked to have uh, maybe done a comparison but this you know, you find out a day or two in advance. You need to spend, uh, you know, quarter million dollars. You you kind of go with stuff you know. So that's what we did. Okay, so that that's actually a good a good way to to move into our next one. Uh, an old friend of 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 mine and, and actually of, of Aviation, Sam Malik, who used to run uh, Sanyo uh, in the U.S., has a new job at ASK Proxima, and it's not somebody that I've 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 used. Good lord, it was 10, 12 years ago. Last time I used an ASK. Uh, Proxima, and they're revamping, they're doing stuff like that. They have got a couple of really cool, really, you know, the specs are interesting on them. 
um, stuff like you know, freaking you know, um, actual HD projectors for seven eight hundred bucks. Um, the one that we're, we'll put a link on it from uh, from Commercial Integrator. This one is thirty two hundred lumens, four thousand one contrast ratio. But to your point, uh, uh, Mr. Brown, I've not used it right. So when your budget people come down and say, "Hey, I need two hundred. You, you need to spend two hundred fifty thousand dollars on on projectors," you're going to go with something that you know. So how do guys like Sam and and, and people like when Ben Q first started getting the market, and I had never heard of them before, you know that people were asking me, and I said, you know, same thing. I've never used them. Um, how do people like like ASK get into yours and Scotts and other institutions um, when it comes to you know getting you to use their product? Well, continuing the theme of the haters gonna hate episode <laughs> of AV Nation. Um, on on that list of equipment you probably couldn't pay me to use, uh, in 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 second spot in behind Smart is is probably ASK Proxima. Oh wow! <laughs> um, I had um, I had maybe about twenty or thirty of their projectors. They have all since been pulled out of service because uh, they they had a, a two year warranty and and literally. Um, Within two or three months of the warranty ending, probably eighty percent of them failed. So it was it was a, and we'd been installing them for like two years or something like that. So yeah. all of a sudden they started dropping like flies, and we could see what was going to happen. And and it was ugly. It was we had to uh, jump in with some some little Panasonics and replace stuff, um, you know, proactively and. Um, you know, had some some uh, had some custom lens distance or some uh, it had uh, interchangeable lenses, and so we were juggling lenses to get projectors into rooms we were having a hard time fitting a projector back into. It was it was a really miserable time, but and um, and like I said, all but all but a couple of them died within a few months of their of their second anniversary and you know we talked to somebody I, I, at the company at the time I you know probably would love to mention their name and toss them under the bus but I don't remember who it was like I said continuing the theme of the day um, but but their 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 attitude was largely hey you know sorry they're out of warranty Wow um, yeah you know two or three months out of out of two years and so um, I'm, I like Sam. Glad Sam is there. I hope they've and and we actually had a brief conversation about this at one point and and I hope they turn things around and I would like to hear that they've turned things around. But as for me, not something I'm specking anytime soon. Sorry. Okay. Uh, no, and that's 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 fair. I mean, here's the thing: there are, there are certain people that I won't you know um, spec because yeah, bad experiences. Uh, Mr. Tyner, when it comes to people like BenQ and ASK and, and um, new projectors and, and trying to revamp or, or re-image a company, how do they get get into your into your establishment uh, if they don't have one if they don't have a presence already? So, um, as we've talked about a few times, the first thing they've got to do is is make a phone call um, and and get over here. I, 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 a very short story about this latest blog post I wrote. Had a few people call. I had one person from a uh, projector company that I'm not going to mention that sent me an email that said, "Hey, heard you're in the market for some projectors. Here's a PDF. Call me if you need something." <laughs> that, that was and the sales. This was before or after he read your article? Wow. After, after, after. That that was his sales outreach to me. After. So, so, but anyway, so but you, it's a great point, right? Because what what is it? What is it? <laughs> I, I, good question. What does it take to get somebody to switch? So I, I think I've thought a lot about this. Um, first of all, you have to come here and you have to show me um, a product that is good. It doesn't have to be fantastic, right? Because really, most of these projectors, in particular, are all the same. I mean, you know, half of them are made by the same companies. Yeah. So I think you know, lampless is good. I think filterless is good. Um, I, cost and warranty. Um, you know, are important, but you know, I'm not going to switch projector manufacturers to save 50 bucks on a projector. 
So, but Greg hit on it, right? Customer service. If you can somehow show me that your customer service is top notch, and you can give me references that are going to show, you know, you call and you don't go through 45 minutes of talking to level one tech, um, convincing them that you, you know, you know what the problem is. Um, that's going to be huge for me because that's that's a major waste of my time is is waiting, you know, to get asked ridiculous questions like is it plugged in, is it turned on, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, stuff like that. And then beyond that, and I, I don't I don't even know if this makes any sense to to companies out there, but you know if if you walked in here tomorrow and wanted me to to use a ASK Proxima, you might have to leave one with me for a few months. Let me put one up in a classroom and see. See what happens. See how it works with my systems and my programming. Um, and you know, you got. I don't have to keep. You can come get it when you're done. When I'm done with it. Um, but I think that you might have to do after that after the Super Bowl is over. <laughs> yeah, you have to. Um, you have to make a real effort because um, the the you know saving twenty five dollars or getting one extra year in a warranty is not is not going to make me go with something I don't know. Even if what I, you know, it's like you know. Um, the devil you know yes. is worse than the devil you don't. I've got some issues with the projectors we have, but I know what they are. <laughs> no, that's, and that's a good point. That's a very good point. You were you were laughing, and, Mr. Brown. No, and, and I I agree with everything he said. And and these failures we had these these were optical block failures. They were they were not repairable things. They were you toss the darn thing out because it is not something you can afford to fix. Nice, very nice. Uh, all right, a couple things uh, real quick. First of all, a a big, I mean, well, it's they, they call it a Roomba, <laughs> uh, architectural Roomba. This sucker lets you print your CADs on the ground, your CAD drawings on the ground. Um, I just thought it was cool. So <laughs> I don't know. I got nothing on this one. Um, and 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 we are going to wager how much that even if you put the plans on the ground. Or on the floor in the renovated or the new building that um, somebody is not going to find a way to screw up something. No, come on! If you put it on the ground, I mean, what's the likelihood of them screwing that up? They'll put the wall in upside down. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, here's something else from uh, this is from Legrand actually. It lets you hide the AV equipment. It's a it's a Projector mount that, that hides the AV equipment. This is nothing new. Uh, Extron has a number of these. Everybody has, has a number of these. My question for you guys is this, really. Is that important? Is hiding the equipment from, from your professors and, and the, the faculty important when it comes to uh, installations? I think they're marketing this stuff wrong. Okay. Um, I'm I'm gonna I'm about to use this on a project for not not this one specifically but something similar um, for a for a department here on campus and it's because we don't have the floor space mm. it, it's a little computer room and between all the uh, all the the little computer tables and the instructor station you want to put something in you you know we don't we don't have the room for it. Um, and so the, these are an alternative to put a lot of stuff that you don't necessarily need to get to that often, you know, someplace other than in a cabinet or in a closet or in another room or something like that. Could you not do like you a wall-mounted um, rack? Uh, we, it actually, the room has a, I, I wasn't going to go into all this detail, but... <laughs> i just asking. In for a penny, in for a pound. We're, we, we, we do have one of those, those tilt-down Extron cabinets. Mm -hmm. You know that has room for a, a a little button panel and a deck and an amplifier. Yeah. They want to put in a whole control system. Oh. A Crestron touch panel control system, and um, a bunch of wireless mics and a, a Vadio a USB bridge, some cameras. They want to uh, and so like a full blown switcher. Um. I I got four rack spaces and they're taken already. <laughs> yeah. They, oh, and, and they want to keep the combo deck. Yes, by God, oh, we can't have a room without a combo deck on this campus, it, it seems. It is 2014, dude. <laughs> and we're still, and we are still installing them. I, I Where are you no getting shame. them now, just out of curiosity? Um, actually, Magnavox and Toshiba still make some crappy little 
DVD VHS combo decks, and yes, it offends my delicate sensibilities to admit to using them, but you know, sometimes we just we just sell our souls in this job. Okay, right. um, so yeah, that that's what. I'm actually finding them useful for is is getting all this stuff, put, putting some of this stuff someplace other than, you know, taking up floor space or um, my computer wants to restart. Um, Don't do that's it. rather alarming. No, I'm okay. Gosh, that was kind of scary. Um, you know, because even stuff that tilts down ends up taking up space because yeah. it ends up tilted down most of the time. So. Okay. I, I think some of the folks are missing, you know, marketing this the right way. Although I, I was wondering, isn't this a Middle Atlantic product? This, this is sort of why I mentioned I had that my my comment about Legrand earlier. Oh, um, I isn't this a Middle Atlantic product that coming is coming out under the Legrand banner? And I hope we don't all of a sudden just suck everything under under the Legrand banner and can't find anything to like that anymore because that's what happened with. Um, with Raxus. Raxus yeah, okay. became part of Chief and then everything ended up on the Chief webpage and you couldn't find it anymore. Hmm. Well, I hope not because I like the folks that are middle of so. yeah. uh, Scott, is this something that, that's useful hiding and, and keeping the, uh, the equipment out of the way? Uh, in general, no. Uh, you know, we have our, <laughs> our classrooms that have standard podiums. I think that they're very special cases like, like Greg just spoke about. We could certainly use them if you were doing some kind of uh, projector in a hallway, you know, or a, a lobby that you didn't want stuff to be seen. You know, as a, as a tech manager who has uh, a technician and engineer that work for me, I look at this and I go, what that means is when something goes wrong, somebody's got to get a ladder, climb up there and <laughs> yeah, reset that. You know, yeah. uh, it, there's just that real practical piece of it. But certainly there are times when you look and you say, you know, I could just throw this on the ceiling tile up there. But especially this with the thermostatic controls in there, um, it's a pretty interesting product. And I would think that it's the kind of thing that you keep in the back of your mind. And, you know, once or twice in, in our environment, you know, I don't know. You know, in, in larger places, but certainly as a designer, that you know the work that you do, Tim, you it's good to know that such a thing exists, and um, in certain applications, you could use it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What well, one other difference that we have here that that might not affect um, a lot of the the smaller campuses is, you know, to a large extent, our rooms are our, our general assignment classrooms. They have gone through and stuffed in as many chairs as they can fit. It has been l largely about getting as many students into what whatever size room possible. And so space is very much a premium in a lot of our spaces. Well, I would also imagine, Greg, that in um, California, you have to pay, obviously, you have to pay more attention to earthquake and safety issues. Yeah. And so, you know, throwing a box up above a suspended ceiling Maybe is it the best thing to do in Maine, but it'll work up in California. That that that's just not going to fly. We we can do it. It just things there there are ways that things have to be braced and uh, and and tied and stuff like that. Somebody, I don't know whether you guys saw it. Somebody did an article recently that talked about hanging a a projector from a odd angled ceiling and had ended up with a black iron pipe that must have been the better part of like 15 feet long something like that actually would not fly here any any sort of long hanging sort of uh, thing like that ha has to be side braced um, so most of our projector pipes are not more than I, I don't know what the number is our, our sheet metal folks in facilities know but anything more than a couple feet hanging down has to have a has to have something off like a, a unistrut anchor off to the side because it's the swaying that will also cause stuff to start breaking loose oh wow but generally we you know we put um, uh, tile speakers and can speakers up in the ceiling all the time and you know we, we chain them or wire them down so they don't go anywhere if the if the grid does but uh, <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, we, we don't have too many issues that affect us on a day-to-day -day basis. Good. Good deal. Uh, all right, guys. Wrapping up here, uh, let's talk about Infocom real quickly. Uh, a buddy of ours, uh, Steve Greenblatt and, and Mark Lavecchia, are putting together an event for technology managers. Um, it's taking place on Tuesday, uh, June 8, June 17th, sorry, 
um, at Infocom. Uh, if you are interested, uh, you can go to controlconcepts.net forward slash tech talk. Uh, it is, there is a, a cost for the event, uh, honestly, just to cover the cost of, of dinner. Uh, but it is fr- at 5.30 at Gordon Beer Brewery Restaurant. Um, if you go and, and, and let us know uh, that you want to go, there's um, a, uh, a VIP code that gives you a discount. So, uh, uh, But if you're interested and you are a tech manager, please go by. Um, whoops, that was my food suite. Uh, <laughs> te- uh, the uh, manage- Technology Manager's Tech Talk. So uh, check that out if you will, please. All right, guys. Uh, anybody else have anything? Anything groovy? Nothing? Nothing right. groovy, no. Well, yeah. Discover that Panasonic warranty. Oh yeah, the, the five-year Panasonic now has five-year warranty. Uh, well, this this is a promo until I think it was the end of September, September on. Yeah. It looked like it was all their like mid and large size projectors. It covered these ones that we just ordered here. Um, that, that of course it does. You just spent just a quarter billion dollars on them. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you know maybe that would that should include an increased warranty. Yeah, think. Um, this this is. And any of you, any of you in the great unwashed masses out there, can get a five-year warranty on Panasonic projectors. And I told them I'd mention that if they sent me a a, a flyer on it, which they did. You you so, remind me of my first Infocom many years ago. I uh, I had a conversation with the guys from Boston College, <laughs> and they were they were bemoaning the fact that their their technology budget. Got cut from two and a half million dollars down to two million dollars, and I was sitting there being a little tech manager from a community college that was lucky to scrape by with thirty-five thousand. So, little Mister, you know, pallets of projectors. So, yeah, I've I've got a lot of friends here. You know, we have our we have the UCs, which we like to think of ourselves as the. Oh, you're better than everybody else. Yeah. Well, we like to. Well, actually, (laughs) to talk to some of us, yes. Um, there, there, there are some arrogant, you know, what's in the, in the UC system, but we have the UCs and then we have the Cal States and then the community college district. I have a, a whole lot of friends in the Cal state folk in the Cal state circuit and, um, wonderful folks. Although a couple of them have told me that they would kill me if it got me there, but got them my, if it got them my tech budget. So I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> Fortunately, the fortunately our budget system doesn't work that way, so I'm safe. Oh, well, give it, it time. If they if they were to kill you, Greg, then they could take your job. Exactly. And would therefore have your budget. They would therefore have your budget. <laughs> yeah, this is true. Greg's like, oh, now wait geez. a second. Now, wait a second. I'm not sure. You know, tossing manufacturers under the bus, I'm on board with, but I think we've crossed a line. <laughs> That's it. Knock off Greg for his budgets. Oh. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Scott Tyner, blogger extraordinaire, technology manager extraordinaire, and a fine human being. Thank you, sir. Uh, You're welcome. I'm going to change my uh, Twitter profile to that exact (laughs) description. Uh, Where can people find you and your your writings? Uh, Certainly at at Rave Pubs. Uh, I'm on Twitter often uh, at S. Tyner uh, and LinkedIn, um, although I'm not quite as active in LinkedIn as as our colleague here, Greg Mm -hmm. Brown. I don't think anybody is. Uh, Mr. Brown, thank you, sir. Thank you. Where Tw- Twitter you and LinkedIn and Infocom All Voices blog. Okay. And actually, you know, a lot of the stuff I put on LinkedIn, I'm tweeting at the same time, so it's it's largely it's largely a lot of the same material. Same stuff. So. Okay. Uh, and uh, if people are interested in joining the technology managers group, uh, how do they do that, and, and when is the meeting? Uh, actually, yeah, the me- the meeting is Wednesday of Infocom. The uh, Technology Managers Council meeting is at three, and the soiree is at five. And uh, let me look up that info here. Um, Yeah, Wednesday the 18th, the council meeting is from 3 to 5. And if you're not a member of count of, a, of the Technology Managers Council, but you are a technology manager, come to the Technology Managers Mixer. That's Wednesday the 18th from 5 to 6.30 in Pavilion 4 of the LVH. There the you go. Mixer. The Mixer. I, I can't tell if that's a middle school dance or like a nursing home <laughs> thing. <laughs> Well, te- technology manners is probably a little bit of both. <laughs> oh, 
All right. Well, if you are not a technology manager and you want to go to a party at the exact same time, because I'm an idiot and didn't. Oh yeah, there's something else going oh, on. Oh, there's always something Isn't going. There? It's Infocom, dude. I mean, if you don't have three things booked at the exact same time, you're not doing it right. Um, we're we're having a party. Aviation is 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 hosting the AV Tweeps Tweet Up again. Uh, you don't have to be on Twitter to come. Just come by. Enjoy the drinks. Enjoy the food. Uh, this week we will start promoting and telling you who the sponsors are. They're really great people, um, but they're making it possible. So yeah, don't don't bring your wallet. Just bring yourself and and your little badge, and and we'll have some fun. We've got some giveaways to to do so. So that's four thirty to six thirty on uh, the I'll exact be, same I'll day. I'll be there for a little while. Okay, before I go to the technology managers council. Right. Sir. I'll be in Maine pouting. <laughs> we'll have to. I don't know do something we'll, we'll pack up some 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 stale ho- hotel hors d'oeuvres and send them out <laughs> email to them you. to you yeah. email them I don't know. you can feed email them you a the picture out there yeah tweet, tweet me a picture all right uh <laughs> but yeah go by the website there's more information on that um don't uh, follow me but avnation.tv avnation.tv this program tons of others uh we will be at infocom in a uh, in a fancy schmancy booth at N two seventeen N is a Nancy two seventeen, uh, that's the North Hall, which is the same one as Microsoft. We're nowhere near Microsoft, but we're in the same hall as Microsoft. So there, there you go. Uh, so yeah, come by, say hey. We'll be doing uh, interviews and all sorts of stuff. We'll be recording AV Week that week, uh, live from from Infocom. So yeah, come by, say hey, uh, or and before that, go by the website avnation.tv. Avionation.tv, Avionation and, and AV Week and AV um, EdTech is all brought to you by Middle Atlantic. And their new customer-focused website, Middle Atlantic Products, what great systems are built on. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for watching. This has been EdTech.